0: Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me on this momentous morning called October 2nd. I guess this is the October surprise that we were all told would be coming. (laughs) I don't know where to start. Frankly, I don't know. But the news this morning is that the President of the United States and his wife, the First Lady, have tested positive for the coronavirus, apparently. Uh, having been exposed to a senior White House aide and senior uh, Trump advisor, Hope Hicks, who tested positive on Wednesday. The the details around it are kind of mind-blowing to the rest of us, and speaks to how this White House uh, dealt with the coronavirus. I, I feel as if the American public has felt the brunt of the virus. People have lost loved ones, have lost family members, have lost friends, and ordinary Americans get up every day to go to work while sick to make sure the rest of us are fed, to make sure the grocery stores operate, to make sure the firefighters are still working, the police are still working, making sure that the nurses and doctors and hospitals are still working, that hospital rooms are cleaned and kept. And yet here is a group of people who are the leadership of the country who ignore the coronavirus and in fact, refer to it as a hoax, but yet have tested positive. Now, I don't know if that is true or not. I'm waiting for Dr. Fauci to actually say so, because frankly, I don't know if it's not an avoidance technique by the president because he's sinking in the polls, he's trailing badly. He messed up the debate. Obviously, he could never go into another debate with Joe Biden. He would never win that. So you never know with this president if it's not something to avoid entirely the election because he has tried to, he can't denounce white supremacy. He refuses to because it's a Republican thing. The Republicans have not denounced white supremacy. In fact, a Republican senator blocked the votes in the House yesterday. There you go. It's done, right? So that tells you where they stand. So when he looks at it, there's no coming out of this to save face. He would rather blame the coronavirus than blame the China virus, as he called it, that would cause him to lose the election than to admit that it is he who did. Now, the president is the president, so he has the best resources at his disposal. The problem is he's morbidly obese. He weighs 245 pounds. He's six feet two. Uh, He weighs 245 pounds, so he's morbidly obese, according to what they would tell me and you, same standard of judging. And he has uh, high cholesterol, possibly even have heart, has a heart condition. So with those kinds of pre-existing conditions, he, and he's now experiencing mild symptoms, one only hopes that that's as mild as the symptoms go. But who knows what else could happen? We don't even know if he hasn't really been, ex- if it's really mild symptoms because this White House never tells the truth. So you don't know what to believe. You don't know if it really is or it isn't, frankly. The uh, news reports are now saying that yesterday, when he knew that Hope had tested positive, he actually went to New Jersey to do a fundraiser. And while there, he was lethargic and hoarse. So he's talking to people without a mask because it's the White House's policy not to wear a mask. So he spoke to people in New Jersey yesterday knowing that he possibly had been exposed to the virus. That is so irresponsible. It is unbelievable. Added to that is the fact that he went on two campaign events. He has seen multiple people in the Senate. He has uh, spoken with this COTUS nominee. Everyone around the president now needs to do what? Go self-isolate and get tested immediately. The coronavirus is no joke. Here in Detroit, I have friends who have known someone who has died. I have known people who have died from the coronavirus. I have been talking about this all year long, that this virus is not a joke. We have listened to Dr. Fauci. We have listened to the science, and this White House has ignored every scientific tool at its disposal and continued to ignore the ramifications of the virus. Now, it's interesting that a president who has pre-existing conditions wants to repeal Obamacare, and a specific provision in the Obamacare Act is what? To protect people with what? Pre-existing conditions. The pre-existing conditions he has are health-related, of course, morbid obesity, high cholesterol. Those are pre-existing conditions. And here he is with the coronavirus. He's 74 years old. And we know that folks who normally get it at this age, uh, their chances, their survivability is significantly impacted, especially if there are pre existing conditions. Just recently, one of my daughter's mentors uh, confessed that her mother died from coronavirus. She was in a uh, nursing home in Tampa. And her mom was in her eighties and she said up until she was diagnosed with it. There it is, the president is six foot three. He weighs two hundred and forty four pounds. He is morbidly obese. And that's what he says about his weight. He could weigh more. Probably possibly weighs two hundred and seventy pounds. Right? And to be honest with you, this this friend confessed that her mom died of the coronavirus. And it was shocking and devastating. Nobody wants to lose their parents. But I kid you not, this White House has been feckless and irresponsible about the virus. The president has demanded that his White House staff not wear a mask. They went to a debate knowing that he might have been exposed, so possibly exposed the Bidens to the, to, the, to the virus. Did you know that the Cleveland Clinic went to the debate hall and handed out masks? And the Trump family waved them away. But the Biden's the Biden camp made sure they had their masks on. The Trump family waved masks away that were offered by the Cleveland Clinic. The president has continued to say that he gets tested every day. The problem is that rapid test. The rapid test is not foolproof. Right? So you can say you get tested every day, but... What about in between the time? Well, that's clearly what happened here. And Hope Hicks was on Air Force One with other reporters. News reports say that even yesterday after being diagnosed, she was still in a room with reporters without a mask. God help us all. The coronavirus is not a joke. And this president for the last six months, It has been going on, and he must have known, he must have been advised, but no one could tell him anything, that something was wrong with him because you can feel it. The difference with the coronavirus, between the coronavirus and the flu, is that taste. If you have lost your sense of taste, that's it. Because the symptoms with the flu are similar. But it's the taste test that you must pass. And for the life of me, for people who have access to the best healthcare system on the planet, I don't know why you chose to ignore the science. So we're watching this and we have to ask, it's an election year. The election is 31 days away because today is October 2nd. So the election is 31 days away. What does this mean? Well. According to the law, there are various provisions within the law for uh, if something, if one person becomes in, unable to execute their duties, there are provisions to replace someone to vote for, even though the ballots have already been printed. So it would be interesting to watch that. But for me, I think he's avoiding using it as, as an avoidance tool to... To face the fact, the one fact staring him in the face, that not only is he trailing in the polls badly, you can forget the polls because the polls in 2016 said Hillary was going to win. And look how that turned out with a lot of help from Russia. Look how that turned out. So it's not, it's the polls, but he himself is looking at it that there's no way that he can come forward. It's kind of like a mea culpa, kind of saying, I don't, I can always blame the coronavirus for destroying everything that he had worked on. The coronavirus is not a joke. The coronavirus is to be taken seriously. 209,000 Americans have died, and over 7 million have contracted the virus. The statistics are that for us to achieve herd immunity, it would have to be 90% of the population to be exposed. So far, only 9% of the population has been exposed to the virus. We're a long way from herd immunity, and we don't want that because there are vulnerable people within our population. The coronavirus mutates in every environment that it goes in. It changes. It's impacting younger people. Remember when it first started, we thought that it would only impact uh, people who were older? Well, it's impacting younger people. Younger people are displaying symptoms that are hard to overcome the coronavirus is not a joke it's not something to play with this is not something to dismiss as a hoax or it's something the democrats came up with to win the election or to for the president to lose the election that's not true the coronavirus is a virus that systematically has the ability to shut down not just our systems of government but our way of life the coronavirus has impacted supply chain all over the world if, if we're finding shortages in our own grocery systems, right? And in, our, in the delivery of medicine and medical supplies, how do you think the rest of the world is? We have, we're, we're supposedly a first world country and an advanced society. So the transportation of good at, goods and services, the movement of goods and services across our country and to come to our shores has never been in question. We have always relied on a rigorous, and a fairly stable supply chain. But the coronavirus has completely disrupted everything that was quantified or qualified as normal. If we are having a hard time, can you imagine what people in other parts of the world are experiencing? It is just simply mind-blowing to have ignored what the coronavirus is, ignoring the science making Dr. Fauci seem like he's silly. Dr. Fauci has been doing this for more than 40 years. I think he knows a thing or two about viruses. I think he knows a thing or two about the science and epidemiology of viruses, don't you think? And the ignoring of him and the vilifying of him, as if he created the coronavirus when he was simply trying to do his job to keep us all safe knowing that this virus is damaging to the health and safety of all of us. It is not a simple thing when our president falls ill. It makes us vulnerable to foreign attack. We don't need that. Yes, we have a transition of power. Yes, we have a movement of power, but we do not want our president to be ill. That's why we want healthy people. That's why we ask them for health and fitness tests, because they will become vulnerable. We don't want to know that 30 days out from the election, we have a president who fell ill to a virus. I mean, everybody's going to have a cold or a flu at some point, but you can treat that. You know, give him some meds and some Z, 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 uh, Z, uh, azithromycin, and he's good to go, but not the coronavirus. This is the same president who told us that he has taken hydrochloroquine, hydrochloroquinine. Uh, hydroxychloroquine, rather. Can I just ask you a question? How is that working? How come you took hydroxychloroquine, but you still got the virus? The misinformation that was spread, it's going to dry up in the summer when the sun comes out. Meanwhile, people in the tropics were getting in. The other thing, uh, take bleach. Infect yourself. Inject yourself with bleach. Seriously? And not wearing a mask. Now, you got to understand that wearing a mask is not just for the people around you. It's for you. It's to make sure I don't breathe in. I wear a mask to make sure I don't breathe your air. I wear a mask to protect me from you. That's how we all should look at wearing a mask. I mean, I have a pink mask. I have a white mask. I have a black mask and the blue surgical mask. I wear a mask to protect me, so that I will not have to breathe someone's air, because the droplets that come from our mouths and from our nostrils are affecting the are part of the the transmission of the virus. I can't begin to say I, I think this has just left me totally breathless because of all the things to imagine. I imagined every scenario. That could possibly come before the election. This was not on the list because I kept saying at some point the president must be taking something that the rest of us are not taking that's causing him to survive the virus because I kept saying he keeps having these big rallies and he's not getting the virus. So is there something going on that the rest of us are not, don't have access to? Because for the life of me, I could not imagine being in a closed room with the way the virus is transmitted, being in a closed room and not contracting it. And so many people have gone to these rallies and have been exposed. And over time, you go back to the next one and the next one. 20 minutes ago, the news broke that the chairwoman of the Republican National Committee Ronna McDaniel has tested positive for the coronavirus. She was with the president on Wednesday, and she's now in Michigan because she lives here, right? So you can imagine how many people who have come in contact with her, she obviously didn't know because the president didn't tell anybody. The president was at a debate with Hope Hicks on Wednesday night and did not tell the Biden camp yesterday that there was an exposure. The presidential camp did not alert the Bidens and the Democrats that there had been an exposure. How irresponsible is that? Joe Biden was on stage with the president on Wednesday night, on Tuesday night, and is now testing. Dear God in heaven, are you seeing how irresponsible this is? These are the leaders of our country. These are people who are deciding right now, the Biden camp and the president, these are people who leave the country. They are deciding right now what happens if Biden contracts the virus and is unable to go forward. What happens if Kamala Kamala, uh, contracts the virus and is unable to go forward? These are decisions. You can't just operate as if you are the only person on the planet, but this is how our president has been acting. And unfortunately for him, now he's feeling what ordinary Americans have faced when confronted with what? The diagnosis. Luckily for him, he has access to the best health care at the people's expense. The same health care that he wants to deny ordinary Americans from so we will have coverage on with pre-existing conditions. He wants to deny us of that, but he has access to it because they're going to take him to Walter Reed Hospital by tomorrow because his condition is going to worsen. Make no mistake about it. If he were hoarse and lethargic, that is the beginning. It's a fast deterioration. And his body, because of his pre-existing conditions, possibly could have it. Now, what happens? What are we going to do when we wake up on Sunday morning and Monday morning? What if we wake up and hear that the president is fine? Yeah, let's keep on sailing. But what if we were to wake up and the news is the president was hospitalized? Chaos. And shoes. Why would you not protect the very organization that keeps the country together, the presidency? We've been telling him for years now, it's not about you. You represent the country. You're the leader of the country. It's not about you. It's not personal. Once you decide to run for public office and to run for president, it's no longer about you. It's about the people. You have to protect all of the people which means you have to conduct yourself in a manner that does not give exposure to the people because you have, you're vulnerable, we're even more vulnerable. That's a message he did not seem to get. Just last night, they released tapes where Melania Trump actually described Christmas as effing, and why is anyone asking her about effing children at the border? That's not her problem. These are people who are not prepared to be servants to the people. This is not their ambit. They're in it for the money. They're in it for the fame. They're in it to advance their own causes. And now they have exposed the whole country and made us vulnerable. This is untoward, frankly, unprecedented. I believe it hasn't happened in more than 100 years. I believe the last time, no, less than that, I think it happened with, was it Eisenhower? It happened with a previous president. It happened with, with uh, FDR, didn't it? When he contracted polio and he was in a wheelchair, but they wouldn't show him in a wheelchair because it would make him, because he was very popular after World War II and uh, during World War II. So the people wanted to hold on to power, hold on to him as much as possible. Jesus, take the wheel. Take the wheel, Jesus, my beloved country. All these people, all of our friends, our family members, I feel like I just want to hug everybody. The stuff that people are going through is real, Mr. President. Now you know what it feels like when a loved one comes home and he's the breadwinner of the family and he's diagnosed with Corona. And everybody else in the family has been exposed but didn't know. Now you know. This was never a joke for us. And now you realize that it's not a joke. This is serious. Luckily, his son, his his young son has tested negative. But what about the other people? What about your other children who were around you, your daughters and your other two sons? They're adults. They're older. What about them and the people they have been exposed to? I kid you not, I still feel like this is his way of getting out of the debate. (laughs) I still feel like this is his way of getting out of the debate because if this is a way to avoid it because obviously there's no recovery from it. This is very distressing. Very, very distressing, but we have to move forward. We still have a country to run, and the country of what we've been saying now for years The country has to go forward. We have to power the country forward. The country has to move forward. We've got to get to the business of making sure the coronavirus is no longer a threat to Americans and not a threat to our way of life. Right now, there are people this Friday morning, there are people who are facing eviction. That means they have nowhere else to live. They have no one to go to. All their possessions are being put out on the street. There are people who have nobody to call this morning. They have some, if they're lucky, they can go stay with family and friends for a little while. But they have nothing, nowhere to go because of the coronavirus. They have lost their jobs. They have lost their businesses. And you are telling me this morning, and this is something, how do you expect people to feel? I read a report recently where Jerry Kushner, the president's son-in-law, has a company called Cadre Capital, and he's set to make money off the pandemic. He's a White House senior advisor, so he advises the president on what steps to take for the hotel industry and other industries impacted by coronavirus. But his company is getting set and ready to buy up properties that hotels are sitting on because they are going to become they're becoming insolvent. So by the middle of 2021, right? By the middle of 2021, those properties are going to be insolvent, and Kushner's company is about to take possession of them. Are you hearing me? This is the real. Time stuff. We have a problem on our hands. What now? Do you know that constitutional lawyers and other lawyers and other government lawyers are sitting down now and are looking at what does the Constitution say? What do election laws say if something were to happen to the president? What happens with the names, with the ballots that have already been printed? This is unprecedented. This is uh, a spoke in the wheel. That coming from a White House that has over time desensitized us to chaos and ruin, we've become so desensitized because every morning we wake up, it's what now? You're asleep and you're finding yourself awake and you're like, oh, and then you're like, oh, my God, what now? When you become awake and realize we're still into a Trump presidency, you're asking yourself, what now? The shockwaves. It's the policies that have impacted people's lives. It's the fact that the first lady is flippant about children in cages and saying, what the, I have to do with that? Like, why did you run for public office? Why didn't you tell your husband, that's not something I want to do, so don't put me, involve me in that. It is the craziest thing I have ever heard. And I am, like you, wondering what's next. I, I tell you tonight, I'm terrified that I'm going to wake up tomorrow and find out that people in the Senate have tested positive. I don't know if they're going to release their results, but I guarantee you that everybody who's going to get tested, they're going to get their results between now and Monday. And you're going to be blown away by who, is, who has tested positive. It is the most unbelievable thing you have ever seen. It, it is like, this is why, you know, people say you don't mess with certain things because the real fact of the matter is who would have thought? Who could have thought sending the government and the elections into further chaos? First, he sent it into chaos when he realized he couldn't win. He sent the elections into chaos by describing mail-in voting, a, a tried and true process as being fraudulent, setting up his his neophytes and his acolytes to go uh, intimidate voters at the polls like we're some third world country who does that, something that has never been done before. I guarantee you when they do show up at the polls to do stuff like that, they're going to be locked up and arrested, especially by the Michigan Attorney General. She's not a joke. Don't mess with Dana Nessel. She already found out who the perpetrators of the robocalls that came into Detroit were, and they have already been locked up for a felony. Do not mess with Dana Nessel. Don't mess with the Nestle. Don't mess with her. And now, he, because he recognized, it's kind of like a child. Have you ever played with a petulant child? And you're playing with them and you have better toys than they do. Then they realize that no matter what they do, they can't win against you. So they start snatching your stuff and breaking your stuff and throwing a tantrum to distract from the fact that they're just not as good as you are. That's how they have handled this. Their handling of the coronavirus has been so bad. No consideration for people who have lost their jobs because they got sick. You mean to tell me you couldn't pass a stimulus bill that gave people on average, even if you were going to give people $800 a month, they would have taken some sort of help. You cut off the unemployment insurance for people who were relying on it to keep paying their rent while you ride on Air Force One every day. That's public transportation, Good. You lived at 1600 Pennsylvania uh, Avenue. That's the people's house. You lived in public housing while people couldn't even stay in their own housing. And ignored the effects of the coronavirus. I don't think that after this, any of us are going to get over that. The coronavirus was destructive. It destroyed people's lives. It destroyed a whole way of life. From the Rust Belt to the Sun Belt, from the East Coast to the West Coast, people have lost businesses. People have lost their whole way of life. People's lives have been upturned and upended. And your response was, it's a hoax and it will go away. And now you test positive? How come out of the clear blue sky? After traveling, after for months and months, people saying, do not Do rallies, do not have people gather, do not have. I'm just going to throw this out there right now to all of you. It's the flu season. Are you all still going to have people at in-house gatherings over 10? I just want to know, is anybody going to go into an auditorium and sit inside of that, knowing that the virus is out there, any kind of enclosed setting? I know a lot of people were having outdoor events this summer, Well, here in the Midwest and the Northeast, the summer has passed. It's too cool to stand outside. So what gives now? Are you going to continue to have events indoors now so people can contract this virus? I would suggest you not do that because you're endangering your lives, your family's lives, and the people around you. Even if you think you are the leader, even if you are the leader, And you think, well, I have certain immunity against it. Well, yeah, you're built off Teflon. Go ahead. But don't don't get the other people infected. How could this government, how could this administration be so irresponsible by placing an infected person right smack in the midst of others? How is that possible? And frankly, I'm not even sure right now that she's not taking the fall. I think she's taking the fall. I think really what happened was he had it because he has been out with the people at rallies. How could you ignore that, still do it? I, I get that the president is older and probably doesn't like modern ways of communicating. He could have just had some Zoom rallies, y'all. He could have just said, y'all, I'm just going to do this uh, on televised and you just log in and you know, you're know, you a donor, or you're you know, whatever, and just do that. He invited people to places like airport hangars where airplanes are parked in enclosed settings. It's scary. I keep looking at these like super spreader, super spreader, super spreader. And when anybody else talked about it, we were disparaged against. We were told that we hate people, that we hate the president, that we hate the, the Republicans. No, we didn't. We just knew they were super spreaders and it was only a matter of time before everybody fell sick. The coronavirus is not a joke. Are you hearing me? The coronavirus is nothing to joke about. Nothing at all. And it stands to reason, therefore, that all of us continue to practice safekeeping mechanisms to avoid and reduce infection as much as possible. When you go out, put a mask on. For the love of God, wear a mask. You can't help your hands. They touch everywhere. But we've all learned now, and I, all of us struggle with putting our hands in our faces. I try to reduce it as much as possible. I must say, from where we started to now, I've gotten much better. So avoid touching your face, putting your hands on your face. Wear a mask. Keep hydrated. Make sure you eat properly, drink properly. And avoid just gathering in large, large groups. For the life of me, I still don't understand why people are still having birthday parties, still having baby showers, wedding showers, gender reveal parties. I'm like, what is, what's going on here? There's a real pandemic out there. Why are we still acting as if this never happened? It's very difficult for all of us. This is an adjustment we all have to make. No one is liking it. One of my sisters is a professor at college is a is a college professor and she they have to teach every day, right? And she said a couple of days ago, I think it was Tuesday, she actually lectured for seven hours because other professors weren't feeling well and they asked her to pick up the slack. Seven hours she spoke her she said that they, by the end of the day she had no voice. Seven hours. It is not easy. What about people with young children who have four, three and four children at home and they're at different grade levels and they have to log in on different devices. Our laptops are going over time because now they're seven hours of instruction. We're all about to need some new laptops because they were not built to last. They were built for a maximum of two to three hours per day. Now we have them on for three hours per day for four, five, six hours per day. People's laptops are getting burnt out, which means they will have to be replaced. The fallout from the pandemic just keeps going and going and going and going. If we had done what we could have done in the beginning, we would not be here today. The fall elections would have gone on without a hitch. Children would be in school. They would have certainly shut the borders down as a preventative mechanism, for sure, but we wouldn't have 209,000 people dead. We wouldn't have over 7 million people infected. We would not have, so there it is, total cases in the United States, 7 million, 7.2 million. We wouldn't have that, schools would be going on, college students would be on campuses, people would be back at work and going to work. This is all of us now looking at people Do I really have to go in today? Can I just go in for one day per week and have staggered ways of going back to the office? And here's the thing after the president's diagnosis, do you know what's going to happen now? People who had never returned to work, returned to work in the office, guess what? They're not going to go. They're going to be like, if it can happen to the president, who has access to the best healthcare system? People are going to be like, I'm not going back. Maybe those people who have that luxury of choice can. And there are a lot of people who can work from home. God bless them all. But what about the people who can't do anything? We've got to get to the stage where we start asking ourselves, what on earth is going on? I can't begin to tell you how disturbing and lurching this is. It's jarring, frankly. I think we're all feeling like this is the twilight zone. Can 2020 end anytime now? I would love for that to happen. I don't know what's going to happen next. I really don't. I am not sure. But this one thing I do know, that we all need to practice social distancing. We all need to, more than ever, we all need to practice wearing a mask. And we all need to practice being a little bit more human. Our prayers and thoughts go out to the Bidens and to the President and the First Lady. I really, really hope, really, that this is it. But I don't think so. I don't think so. I think there are more people in the White House who have the coronavirus and are reluctant to come forward. My name is Harriet Kamek. Thank you so much, everybody. It's Friday morning. Let's keep our hearts knitted together as we go through these next 30 days. Thanks so much, everybody. Be blessed. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. we by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.